Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air yeah. And the screams from everywhere yeah. I'm addicted to the truth It's a dangerous Sorry. love affair Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me Sorry. now Only thing that's on my mind Is who around this town tonight Hey, welcome to the Kwame Lassie Sports Sometime Rich, we came from ATL We got Ken from ATL uh, Haven't heard yo, from yo. Rich What's up, Ken? How was your weekend, man? Yeah, it was awesome, man. How about yours? It wasn't bad. I, I, I know you had visitors in town, but I didn't know how it went. So, uh, but it, was, it wasn't too bad. I think I golfed. Uh, yeah, they, actually, you know, playing Rich at probably the circles where he belonged in uh, Lehigh, Lee Valley. Whatever. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, no, nah, I don't know what I got, man. I didn't hear from him last week neither. But I, I guess his team is losing. I guess when you're winning. You come on air. You want to be seen. You want to be heard. When you're losing, you want to get it high somewhere. So I don't know if that's the case or not, uh, but I know there's. I know a lot of people like that. They can't win. You know, I know one thing. <clears throat> Just one. I know. I know one thing though. He ain't here. So you know what the rule of thumb is. He ain't here. He get a clown. He get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got both. I got. He ain't here. We talk bad about you. <laughs> I got both of y'all last week, boy. It was dangerous. I thought y'all was together. Mm-hmm. I thought y'all was together with the bosses, and both 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 of y'all got male bosses. So I don't know, I don't know how to take that. I don't know what you guys were doing uh, on a Tuesday morning with the bosses. Oh man, I wasn't with the bosses. I wasn't even at work. See that? Well, <laughs> you hey, home visit, huh? Hey, yeah. Well, he he's not here. Maybe he'll call in a few minutes. Coach B. Uh, I'm not sure how his team's doing. We haven't heard from him for two, three weeks. I think it was. I think it is. Uh, but we, look, here's what we're gonna do, Ken. There's one thing. Well, a few things I want to talk about. I know you got some things. We got a minute with Ken today? Yeah, we got a minute. <clears throat> we hit a minute with Ken on the second second. When we come back. We'll hit that real quick. Not real quick, but a minute is quick, but we'll hit that first thing. How's that? Sounds good. Let's do it. All right. NBA, um, NBA football. I'm going to talk about the football schedule that's coming out. Right now, they already have the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Chicago Bears playing in London, which is silly. Uh, you're not going to beat soccer real football that's over there. You're not going to beat rugby. Uh, what else What else those guys do um, over there that's more popular than football right. here? You're not going to beat Sorry, that. Cricket. 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 <laughs> <laughs> cricket. You no, just, you, it's popular over there now. Rugby just, and cricket is popular. Soccer, man. They, they, their fans are worse than the um, – and by worse, I mean crazier than the uh, Raiders fans, than Philadelphia fans, than Giants fans. Um, that's that's the sport over there, over over London, uh, those type places, man. Amsterdam, um, over in Europe altogether. Soccer is the sport. Like here is football. Football in the United States is the most popular sport. Uh, so what they're doing, they, 
this is all about money because I don't know why you go over there. You want to reach football. You want to put football in Japan. You want to put football in China. They, they don't do that. They, don't, they may have a little football league. That's why we send representatives to different countries to try to bring football to them. If they want to watch football, and football in the United States is the most popular sport, then they can reach out to that as far as networks and TVs and ratings and stuff like that. But doing this, and, and, and we talk about this lockout and stuff, and we say it's not about money, but when you take teams over to London to play, they're not going to be as popular than the soccer over there already is. Uh, so football... Over there is just a me to to me is a waste of time. It ruins. I think it ruins one of those teams' seasons by the travel schedule that you really don't have to do. It's not a preseason game; it's a regular season game. Uh, so I don't, the schedules come out today. So anybody who thinks football is not going to happen when they announcing today on all networks that the football season schedule is to be released today. Uh, you're crazy if you think it's going to be a lockout. Um, now, you can – it's business. So when business – you got two sides wanting things. Uh, you got two sides not wanting things. So that's what the business part of it. That's why there's a lockout. Uh, and then you add the money part, the financing to it, where it gets whole, the whole thing gets distorted at that point because you add money to it. So uh, you're not going to make billions of dollars and then lock out people when you can't make that money. You used to making that money. And that billions, those billions of dollars that you're making – used to go into other businesses that you are doing, so why would I halt that for a year over some selfish reasons? It's a lot of politics involved, Ken. And, you know, um, really we just hurry up and just get down to the, to the nuts and bolts of everything, and it's really uh, how much money the owners are going to walk away. And I, I just don't see the owners taking uh, less than what he's actually given out to the players, and they're going to stand firm on this. And because we're talking about, what, $9 billion worth of revenue, and they're talking about uh, the players want 60% of it, and the owners want, said they're not going to accept taking 30% of, of, of that. They're pretty much saying, hey, you might as well just hand our team over to the players. But these billionaires, they got so much money already, like Jerry Jones and that oil money. You know, they can afford the sacrifices because guess what? You're not the one on the field. You're not the one getting hit. You're not the one risking life-threatening injuries. You don't have. You're not the one that's. Uh, you know, have to commit suicide because your brain is damaged because of this. You're not paralyzed. The owners need to give up their money. They need to sacrifice their money to the real people who are sacrificing their bodies, their wow. life for this sport. I think also the fans too, but you got you, you mentioned a guy like Jerry Jones. Uh, just he he could afford to give up uh, or take thirty forty percent. He could afford that thirty five percent, but he's not going to do it because this is another business deal to him. He want his business to be successful, so he wouldn't do it even if he could do it. He's not. I don't personally. I don't think he's that guy. Um, when you're dealing with business, you're trying to win. You're trying to make a profit. Uh, and if you if there's a hundred percent out there and somebody wants sixty and I'm getting thirty uh forty, that's not making a profit to me. I may be making more than I should be making on there, but why is this person as a as a businessman, I'm thinking, why is this person getting sixty to forty percent when it takes both of us to get this done? And mm-hmm. and, and that's the owners and the players. Um and, and you're right. Some of the owners may think, well, let's just give our game over to the players, but Nobody knows half of the owners in the league. I can name out some owners, but then nobody knows half of the owners in the league. You put that product on the field, you think you can put some more guys out there, so what we call scab players, you think you can put them out there and get the same product, you're mistaken. You're dead wrong. It's not going to happen. You're not going to get the same product. You're not going to have the same fans. The only fans that's going to be watching the game is those guys out there, maybe one or two of their family members, and even those people in those families know that the real players are sitting out. 
and, and another thing that you mentioned was the long-term effects, the paralyzations, the uh, the the the, uh, the migraines that these guys get, the, the injuries, the surgeries they get to be on the field. Some guys get surgery. I, I've had surgery on my knees, and I've never missed a game. I, I've rushed back to get rehab and all this stuff uh, to get it, get in and get it done. Never miss a game. Some guys have surgery on their knees during the season that week on a Monday and play Sunday. So the owners don't do that. The owners sit back with their beverage of choice and uh, watch the game and think how much money, how much more money they can make about watching these guys destroy themselves, how much more money they could take by adding fines or, or never having played the game, uh, bringing this situation, like finding this guy for this type of hit when all you do is publicize these things and make money off them. These big yeah. hits, these fines, you can't, you can't legislate a guy uh, zeroing in on somebody's chest and then the opponent, the, 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 let's say the defensive back, zero in on this guy's chest, and then the receiver ducks his head. Of course you're going to hit head to head, but then you can't, mm-hmm. find, you can't find a defensive back for that. It, yeah, you can't. These guys who never played the game, though. No. And, you know, and they're really looking at it from uh, a political standpoint, you know, um, that our fans are going to turn against us if we don't do, any, do something about this. But, you know, this is what happens when we have executives in the offices uh, like Roger Goodell, who's never played the game. Right. I, I don't even trust. Uh, I don't even trust some football players in our office because some of these guys are sellouts. Some of these guys are going there and say uh, they, they'll be in a situation during their career. Then they get into that air conditioner and they lose their mind. That air conditioner is something powerful, man. If you have been, if you've been in the air conditioner yeah. when, it, when it's hot outside, if you can see the sun and you in the building, it, 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 it changes you, man. Like I don't want to go back out there. I don't want to go back yeah. in that sun. That, but these guys, some of these NFL guys, and if you got a problem with that. 888-346-9144. Call in. Kwame Lassiter said this. Some of those NFL guys are sellouts. They're, they're, it's evident from 87 where these guys have come across the line. Some of these guys were pro bowlers crossing the line. The guys that was holding out was holding out for those pro bowlers, those all-star guys that, that wanted another contract, that was able to go get another contract. That's what the holdout was for, for free agency. So these guys can go back after a certain amount of time and make more money. So that's the, that's the show. That's the, that's the number. Kwame Lassiter Sports, sometime Rich with Ken from the ATL. We always here. You can email us, do whatever you got to do, check our fan page. But, yeah, I said it, and we, we'll argue about it. We won't talk about it. We'll argue about it because it will turn into an argument. But, yeah, I, I don't even trust some of those guys to go into the studio and go into the executive boards on my behalf. I have to be there to let, at least let me listen. I don't have to say anything, but let me listen until I can interject when you're saying something that's outrageous. Don't Don't – not talk to me and then speak on my behalf. You got, you got to know what I feel. Now I don't want to hop on unless you got one more thing to say. I don't, we we don't hopped on this since the show started, but no, you know I, I just want to say one more thing too. The only thing I will um, give them credit on is the fact that they're going to get past this uh, rookie salary wage now, which is good. So we don't have to see lazy bums like crying leaf and <laughs> you say and, crying uh, leaf. <laughs> But Demarcus Russell get overpaid and rob the NFL, rob real players who played this game and can get some retirement benefits. But now they're going to generate with this Ricky uh, uh, scale wage scale three hundred million dollars a year annually to go towards veterans and uh, uh, who played the game with disabilities. That's the only thing I really commend them on. Great job, NFL! You finally got something right. 
Well, we got to get the Maurice Smith and uh, uh, George Martin together, first of all. That's what I would like to see. And I'd like to see some uh, productive come out of that, uh, positive come out of that. Because you, know, you got the NFLPA. Uh, at one point, uh, it was mentioned that it was for current players only. Uh, but then you got the Maurice Smith coming in here saying he represents all players. Now, he can then, what he did was alienate George Martin by saying, representing all players. Now, George Martin is the president of the uh, NFL alumni. So if, if one guy's representing all players, then we don't need the other one. So you can't make one guy irrelevant uh, to what our common goal is, is, is to be a part of this situation with the lockout and, and things like that, uh, to get something done pro uh, productive with the current players, get something done productive with the uh, uh, retired players, the alumni players. Uh, and you mentioned earlier, the benefits for the long term add more money to their their uh, what is it our insurance four one k and all that stuff uh, health benefits and stuff like that. That's a lot of things, man. It's a lot of fine line things that can get done, but the owners want it. You have to argue about this stuff to even get it done anyway. You have to argue about a whole lot of things to get it done, and, and you can have healthy arguments. You don't have the argument don't have to always lead to me punching you in your face, but you can have healthy arguments. Which we can have that outside, outside the radio and TV. We can have that behind closed doors. <laughs> you know what? Because when, when I'm done arguing, I'm like, look, you want to talk about this outside. That's, those are my next words. You want to talk about this outside. Because it, it, if it come down to that, win, lose, or draw, let's say we got the deal done there. Let's go back inside and say, you know what? I agree with him. He was right. Let's get those guys their money. Let's uh, eliminate the rookie uh, pool. Uh, Paying this guy millions of dollars for nothing, never playing a down. Yeah, that, yeah. We talked about it outside, and and Quartman was right. Let's let, let's eliminate these things. I tell you what, we will do. We'll go to commercial. I want to talk about this real quick and, and think about this, Ken. I want to talk about Blaine Gabbert and Cam Newton. Think about this, and marijuana is involved in who's who. Quartman lots of sports sometimes. Rich with Ken from the ATL. We'll be back in two minutes. Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you? It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Super Bowl champ Lionel Dalton is taking to the Internet airwaves with his own brand of sports talk. You'll go inside the mind of the players and find out if blacklisting really happens, what their thoughts are on training camps, where the former NFL players are now, and why being drafted by the wrong NFL team can kill a promising player's career. Lionel will also cover what's up with the Baltimore Ravens. Tune in to Sports Talk with Lionel Dalton live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news, Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck, a no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome back to the Kwame Lassen Sports. Sometime Rich we came from the ATL. We are back. You know, I did mention we were going to talk about uh, Cam Newton and Blaine uh, Gifford, uh, Auburn and uh, Missouri quarterback. Uh, we, I did say we have a minute with Ken, second segment. I don't know. Ken is eating at work. I think I he's. I think he's still. Now. You was. You're not eating now. <laughs> you're not eating now. I was going to ask him. You still at work? Or did you go to the, the place around the corner from your job? Nah, man. I had to sit right here and eat it. Eat right here at work, man. Okay, man. Let's go. I let's get my. I get my. I get my eat on in between commercial breaks. Oh, okay. You gonna have a heartburn or something like that? <laughs> I, it, unfortunately, I'm the one with the bad heart, man. I, I, allegedly, I guess the doctors want to put a scare on me or something. We'll talk about that another time. <laughs> Hey, what's up, man? We yeah. got a minute with Ken. Yeah, we got a minute with Ken. You want to do it now or you want to do it uh, uh-uh. after you blame Gabbard and Cam Newton? Uh-uh, because I said in the beginning of the show we're going to do a minute with Ken, second segment, we hit that. Uh, so uh-huh. I got the clock on so, you right you know, now. So let's jump into it because it actually has something to do with on the very subject you just talked about. My. We're getting all this, uh, you know, hype about who's going to be the top quarterback, uh, Cam Newton, uh, Blaine Gabber, and now we're even hearing other people thrown in the mix now, uh, like uh, your, your boy, uh, 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 Chris Pounder. They say that he might be a, a high take also. But it, everybody's forgetting about uh, Ryan Mallett. This quarterback right here is six foot eight, 270, 65, 70 pounds, has the strongest arm out of anybody in the entire draft, very accurate, and mobile for a big man. Why isn't this man considered the number one prospect at quarterback who's proven himself to be uh, playing in SEC, who's already proven himself, not just in SEC, but the Big Ten as well, uh, to be a winner, somebody who can go in there and take those tough hits and and, uh, who's who's not considered a one-year wonder like a Cam Newton or Blaine Gabbard. This man has already played in the SEC for two years already and played in the Big Ten the year before that. If you want to talk about you want somebody that's ready now to throw it to the offense that can win now, Ryan Mallett is your man. Look at Big Ben Roethlisberger. Same stats. You want to pass on a Ben Roethlisberger? Every team that passed on Big Ben, I bet you they regret it now. Ryan Mallett, same way. This is a man that can step in, take it to the NFC uh, or NFC Championship game this year and possibly win a Super Bowl. What's your take on why we're not talking about Ryan Mallett to the second round? You know what, uh, Ryan Mallett has to. It, it, it's so many, uh, so much great talent right now that's coming out of college. Uh, then you got to talk about the first two quarterbacks, which is Cam Newton, which is. Uh, I mean, you could put Ga- uh, uh, Blaine Gabbert or Mallett in that next spot, uh, and, and that may be a reason why they're talking about it because the other guys is getting drafted. Uh, other teams' needs that are getting uh, being picked at those uh, five, six. Uh, eight, uh, 
probably 28 uh, for another quarterback probably, and it may be uh, Mallet. But you talk about 6'8", with a strong arm, does play in the ACC. I, I like him. I watch him play a little bit this year. Um, but more so when I'm drafting the quarterback, I'm, I'm looking at this guy if he can run my team. Uh, his pedigree, yeah, he has a strong arm. He's 6'8". He can see over everything. He, he's Big Ben caliber. Uh, Big Ben wins. He has two Super Bowl rings. To a, uh, also to aggressive team that he went to as Pittsburgh. So all these guys go, have to go into the right situation. Now, what's the quarterback in Stanford who didn't come out this year? Andrew Luck. I'm sorry? Andrew Luck. Yeah, Luck. Um, now, it, it, it is timing, man. You take these guys who come from these winning programs, you take these guys with these, all these, uh, these, these, these good qualities, these, and you put them on, you draft them first, you draft them high, you put them on a team with Carolina Panthers the Buffalo Bills, then it's going to look relevant that, yeah, well, I, well, I didn't think he was that good anyway. Well, my my deal was that, uh, and a great minute with Cam, by the way, my deal was Newton, and, and I was, after Newton, after Cam Newton, who's Charlie Sheen like? He's winning. This guy's winning. He's, you say one-year wonder, I think the guy's won on every level, so he has to think football. I think this guy's been in a situation in a program where they just want him to think quick, get the ball, get it out. So, I've always said on this show, if you're going to draft a quarterback or draft anybody, for that matter, you, you draft them for what you need on your team. Don't come changing them, uh, his winning ways, uh, to, fit, to fit your scheme. Because now you, you see these guys that like, you, you've seen guys like in college that come to the pros and he's like, I didn't, I didn't know who he was in college. Or you've seen guys that's balling out of control in college and get to the pros and you say, he's a bust? What happened to him? Because teams are drafting these guys because they outstandingly uh, play well in college, but then they go into a system or uh, scheme that doesn't fit their talents. And, um, and most guys, if you're a baller, now throw all the thing, everything I just said out the window. If you're a baller, you find a way to play. Uh, but most teams have these schemes, and most guys can only play in schemes. You, you see guys on one team balling out of control in the NFL, he goes to another team, you never hear from him. He's in a different scheme. He's just the hardest thing on free agency right now. Uh, so as far as these quarterbacks come, it's unfortunate that Newton, uh, Cam Newton, may end up in Carolina. Um, Mallet would be a great fit in um, in, in uh, New England, and, and Gabbert probably Buffalo. I, I don't. That's just how I see it. Uh, you you want to say at number five, you have the Arizona Cardinals, but if the Arizona Cardinals take a quarterback at number five, they have asked not to make the playoffs again. Now. They didn't make the playoffs because they didn't have a quarterback, but defensively they they didn't play well. Now they need to, if I can get uh, Patrick Peterson from uh, LSU, that's the first guy I'm taking off the board, um, off my draft board. If I'm number five with the Arizona Cardinals, uh, but I like Cam Newton, man. As far as the, what the guys do, all the pressure they put on him uh, as a player, as a young player, as an athlete, and he was still able to succeed more. Junior college, Bland College, he goes out there and wins junior college and national championship, comes to, comes to the University of Auburn or Auburn University and wins a national championship. Um, this guy knows how to win. He, this guy's a great presence. You talk about somebody, what is he, 6'5", six, 6'6"? Six, six, uh, still has, uh, when you can always teach these young guys more, then you're getting a great quality. I don't, I don't like guys who's, who's, who's plateaued out, then they do, they do no more for your team. Uh, but those guys, I, and I, I hear you when you say Mallet. Mallet was going to be a great fit. He's going to probably be a good quarterback because he's flying under the radar when you're talking about Gabbert. Now you talk about Cam Newton. 
in a situation where you put so much negativity on him, but you didn't do this with Tim Tebow. I'm not a, I don't know Cam Newton, but I know nonsense when I hear it and see it. Tim Tebow was not a quarterback that should have been drafted in the first round. Blaine Gabbert, uh, didn't he get in trouble for weed? So he should get dropped down in the third round. So when you talk about these two, you can't compare these two as far as if you're going out there social issues, if you're going outside there, um, outside of the, the arena, the sports world. Blaine Gabbert, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he get caught with weed, smoking marijuana? Oh, that was Ryan Mallett. Ryan Mallett? Ryan Mallett had a problem uh, before, but, you know, that was behind him. And, and, you know, and, and, you know, no, no, uh-uh, uh-uh. Every player, it's every never player behind has a problem, though. Look, I mean, you can scrutinize Cam Newton for everything that he's been going through. You know, lied about being every and they know he was lying about his father didn't know about the pay to play because that was his voice in the back. Well, <laughs> you know, so he lied. He got caught, but he's not heavily scrutinized. His draft stocks are not dropping. I think the Carolina Panthers are going to make what I call a popularity pick, like a Tim Tebow. Can fill the stands, sell jerseys. This is going to be a popularity pick, but I hate to say it, playing devil's advocate, but I think Cam Newton is going to be another, like a sports reporter uh, report, uh, reported and wrote already in the articles already. He's going to be another Achilles Smith. He had one good year, a great year, but he didn't do enough to be the number one overall quarterback prospect in the draft coming out. You did it this year? Okay, go do it again. Andrew Luck, same way. You think this year, go back and show me you can do it again. Absolutely not. I mean, I mean if, if that's my son, uh, I'm, I'm talking to colleges right now. Who want him? It's going to cost you $200,000 to even talk to him. That's the same thing they do in Major League Baseball. They, they, who is this Asian guy that it costs millions of dollars just to talk to this guy? This one has nothing to do with his contract. If you want my son and he's that talented and you gifting, you fighting over him, the money's not going to him. Who who wants to talk to him? Maybe I'll put this money away in case he gets hurt and can't play football again. $200,000 you want to uh, talk to him. This is my son I'm talking about. This is Kwame right here. $200 you want to talk to him. I'm sending my kid to school to make money. If you can win in junior college and then win on uh, a national championship and then win a national championship on Division One, you going to school to make money, you got an opportunity to come out and be the first pick in the draft, you are winning. You Charlie Sheen in them right now. You winning. You, you, and then it's my responsibility to make sure he go back and get his degree, his education, which are two different things. Now is, is, when you get to the pros and you talk about a guy who only did it once here and once there, now this becomes that, uh, that coaching staff responsibility to, to give this guy all the tools that you need to put him under your center, uh, which you, you're making a big onus on that he doesn't play on the center. Well, n- neither, neither does Gabbert. Huh? You should go take the money, though. Am I going to take the money? Why you wouldn't I? Talk to him. That's college. That's business in college. This is not. A, I'm not making this up. This is business but in college. It's against the rules. What rules are you talking about? Rules are when you're getting caught. Rules said you cannot. The family cannot accept money. I'm my it's son's agent. Breaking the rules. I'm my son's agent. You telling me I can't negotiate on his behalf? No, you can't. Against the rules. The NCAA. The NCAA it is against rules. You cannot accept anything. No money. No gifts. No donation, nothing. You, you can't. You are out of your mind. This has been going on forever. You broke the rules. This ain't no rule. This is it. This ain't no rule. Daddy broke the rules. Uh, you know what? And that's going to do what to my team, to my son? He's still talented enough to go play on somebody's team. That, I'm not breaking the rules. The NCAA is a joke, man. This, this, this stuff is all about money. 
I, yeah, I'm my son's agent. This is this is pro ball right here. When I go to college, you telling me I can't negotiate him, and at the end of the year when he win a national championship, he done made that school twenty million. He done help made that school twenty million dollars just by going to a bowl game. What rules are the, what rules yeah, are the, the what 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 after you declare? He's not at the college. Okay, he's already. Right. You can declare. Once you declare, you can negotiate all you want. But before that kid goes to college and play that season, him or his family cannot accept anything, monetary or uh, and, and, some type of nothing. And then you tell him, okay, you're in college, you can't work. You can't, you can't balance out you getting an education from this school. I know a lot of people with degrees in education. They're not, it's not working right now. You can't tell me, and, 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 I won't, and don't say it's their fault they're not working. What more does the school do for them after that? But say, okay, here's your papers, here's your degree, your college education. Go ahead and find you a job. You went to this university. Go ahead. You should be able to get a job. No, I'm not. I'm negotiating on my son's behalf. NCAA is a joke, man. Now you, he's in college and he can't work. He can't work. He can't take any type of money. That's why yeah. you got free shoes university. That's why you got kids taking mm-hmm. shoes. That's why you got kids going and stuff. I got a hit. I had a guy on my team had fifteen hundred dollars in the pocket. He going to Burlington and still a coat. Man, we got to. You try to save on to this money. I'm negotiating. Oh, I agree. I'm ne- they should be paying these guys. I'm ne- they should be paying these guys. You put some money. They get eleven eleven million dollars. What is it, eleven million? Eleven million dollars to play in a bowl game. Not to not to mention that the revenue they get from TV revenue and merchandise sales. Before that, they probably the school is probably clearing down there thirty forty million dollars a year off of TV revenue, off of merchandise sales, plus the bowl game. Yeah, they should be play, paying the players, but. Unfortunately, the rule states that they cannot accept anything before or during the season. We're going to take a break. Them rules are jokes. NCAA is a joke. You need to do, do the research on those guys. They are a joke. Um... All right, we're going to take a break, but also this. They get $11 million. Go ahead and put the music on. We get $11 million. $11 million. When I get out and get a job, I don't get $11 million for my company. Kwame Lasso, the sports sometime. Rich with Ken from the ATL. We'll be back. Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you? It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemont Williams with co-host John Inglesby. Each week, join Lemont and John as they take callers, discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sit down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard Hitting Radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right, welcome back to the show. This is the Quam Lots of Sport. We got Ken from the ATL. We are live, man. 888-346-9144. Check out the fan page. Ken does a great job on it. Ken had a uh, death in the family. He had a, uh, actually, uh, probably uh, somewhere down the line, a Hall of Fame um, family member, but played at the UCLA. Yeah. Uh, played at UCLA, played against, and played with some of the greatest in the game that played the game today. Uh, so yeah, good, Rich Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Yeah, and and your uncle's name was uh, Edgar Lacy Jr. Lacy Jr. forward on the '65 championship team. And then at it, the time, he was the number one high school basketball player in America, and played uh, had a short brief career in the uh, in the pros. Played with the ABA. L.A. Stars, who later became the Utah Jazz. Mm-hmm. He was highly, he was drafted by the Celtics, uh, but decided to opt back, going back into play at UCLA one more year. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, when he was drafted by the uh, and played with the, and signed by the Stars, uh, the, Heat, the Stars outbidded the Los Angeles Lakers that just moved in from Minneapolis right. uh, for his services. Well, I tell you what, if I had that guy on my team, if he was my son uh, coming out of high school, I'm negotiating on his behalf. I'm trying to get them paid because you never know. You know, you can leave school. They won a national championship, right? Uh, uh, UCLA. You still? Uh, he was the modern day Blake Griffin. He averaged 23 points a game and 19 rebounds a game in his first year when they won the, the national championship. They went 19 and one as uh, a freshman. All right. Well, yeah. That's uh. Yeah, I would be negotiating on his behalf to go to UCLA or or anywhere in the country. If that was my kid and he's that talented, yeah, and those times you make and you he's playing against some guys his height, he's playing against guys just as good as he was, and he was still averaging those numbers. Uh, yeah, we were talking about the NCAA. We were, we was actually talking about rules, and I'm thinking if you if you play by the rules, you plan to lose. Nobody's gonna play by the rules but you. And then I, I'm not an unfair guy. Anybody that know me knows that I'm not an unfair guy, but man. But if I, what happened to uh, Cam Newton? That was all business. That's that's college business anyway. And you you say the guy at uh, Ole Miss broke the story because he yeah. didn't he hating at the highest level. He's he's hating because uh, Cam Newton didn't go there. So now I'm gonna bring it out. So if he had a, a number on the table to get Cam to go to Ole Miss, then Auburn must have paid more. Mm-hmm. Why, why would he say no? We're not gonna take your hundred thousand dollars, but we'll take Auburn's hundred eighty thousand dollars. They must have paid more to get this guy. I don't know. Allegedly, they paid more. So it's business, man. We got you got street guys out there right now negotiating to colleges on some of these uh some of these high school athletes. Right now, you can talk to him. I can get him to come to your school right now. And if 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 there any if there's any truth to the movie The Blind Side, that family was negotiating on that guy to go to that school. Mm-hmm. Come on now. I, I mean, the rules are. They are rules, 
to keep some order. There are laws to keep order. But you can break some of those things, man. You can break them. Evidently and obviously you can break those rules uh, on a better half or a better judgment of yourself. The NCAA is a joke. NCAA, anybody from the NCAA want to call in and talk to me about this? 888-346-9144. We'll argue about it. Like Ken trying to, like Ken trying to argue with me now. <laughs> hey, I'll just say, hey, I agree with you. They need to pay these players with all that money they're generating. But until they can change those rules, you got to play by the rules and you can't get caught. Maybe yelling in the background during a phone conversation to come out. Uh, my son don't got nothing to do with it, but then you hear his son in the background talking about some pass the syrup. Pass the syrup? <laughs> that one. Ken, that you saying he only had one son? That could have been somebody else. Dad, pass the syrup. <laughs> pass the syrup. What are you negotiating the breakfast table for anyway? <laughs> anyway, man, that, you know what? That's 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 you know they are they are in they are NCAA rules. Uh, rules and laws are meant to keep order, to keep some type of order, um, and then you make a moral judgment on it after the and doing it after the fact. That's why you have a lot of things that, at the end of the year. Not just with football players, not just with coaches in schools. You at uh, you also referees, man. They go, at the end of the day, they go to the drawing board and see how we can fix this and make it better. The only way you can make this thing better is to is decide in your sport on the collegiate level how can we pay these guys. Now, how can the quarterback on my college team get paid more than my point guard on my? Well, it depends on my on my college basketball team. It depends on what school you go to. If you go to the University of Kansas, the point guard is more important than the quarterback at University of Kansas. It's that simple. And then you, you, whatever money you generate on the soccer team at a certain school, then that's how you get paid. You're not going to get paid. It may go to your scholarship. If, you, if you're not on scholarship, then you can put that money towards their scholarship. You're not going to get paid uh, the same amount for different sports. One sports generate. Now I went to a basketball school, but football-wise, we made more money. It's just more people that we can fit in the stadium. But those guys were always playing for national championships. You find a way to pay these guys instead of a way to steal the money from these guys. $11 million for a bowl game, $15, $20 million for a bowl game. And when I'm done with this school, I can't generate $20 million with the job I'm working working with, working for. Yeah, no, I'm not going to ever agree with that. I'm not going to ever even, even after you leave school, and I'm sure you can attest to this, even after you leave school, or even if you're still at school, <laughs> but when they come out with those college football and college basketball games, it might not be your name on that jersey, but they're using your likeness. And that's what exactly what Ann O'Bannon, who just played UCLA, I'm about that's to, what he got that big lawsuit for right now that Ray Ellis is part of as well. I'm about to call Ed O'Bannon now and see if I can get on top of that right now. I, I remember when he was in college, uh, shoot, they had, like you said, they had our likeness. Uh, we couldn't have our name because we was in college too, which means they would have to pay us. But who was number eight for the university, for my university? Who was number eight? Come on now. And then it, the guy was balling, so you had to know who he was. Come on now. Come on. Ken, let me ask you this. Yeah. Can you lose by 21 in the playoffs? Should you be in the playoffs if you lose by 21? But NBA basketball. You lose by twenty one. Should you be in the playoffs? In the playoffs. Should you be in the playoffs right now? Well, you know, you gotta go back to you know what I said before. The East is weak. I mean, we're talking <laughs> about, you know, teams that were put in in the playoffs, teams that finished below five hundred 
the, the, the six through the eight seed will finish below mm-hmm. 500 and make the playoffs. So you got to remember, one, two, three, four in the East is great. Five, six, seven, eight. Shouldn't even be there. If they were in the Western Conference, they wouldn't be there. No, because uh, look, the uh, the the Philadelphia 76ers finished forty one and forty one, five hundred, and they in the playoffs. Uh, and we all agree that the East is the weak, weakest uh, lead. Um, so the the number eight team, the Charlotte, what, is it was Charlotte number eight or were they number seven? No, Indiana Pacers is number eight. Eight, eight seed. Yeah, yeah. So and they're actually doing better than the Sixers. What, that's what I'm getting. That's what below 500. Right. That's what I'm going to say. The Indiana Pacers playing in that different division uh, will probably beat the the first two teams uh, in the East, not the top teams, the last two teams in the East. Because when you play against oh, yeah. when you play against tougher competition, man, you already battle already. So uh, the the little stuff, the little and the what is the more the the East is more fancier than anything. I think the uh, the West just has. Better shooters, man. Uh, more skilled guys. Uh, they got more junkyard guys that you know that get the job done. Go in there and get it get it done. And more role players that understand their roles, I should say. And the East is all showtime. Is, is everybody one for themselves? And I and I don't think yeah, it, I don't think you should remind you of like a street ball. That uh, the East. It, it is, man. Yeah, like a yeah. New York street ball in the <laughs> East, where in the West. You know, Except for the Celtics. Offenses. They know who the offense runs through, design plays, and they execute them. You go out there, I call a play, you go out, you <clears> execute <throat> the play, and good things will happen. And the East is pretty much every man for himself street ball. Except for the Celtics. I will agree with you 100% on that, uh, so probably 90% on that. The Celtics, uh-huh. man, the Celtics are more disciplined. I mean, when they when they come out of breaks, man, they come out of breaks to, to get a point, not to uh, see what this team is doing us. Get a point and get back into a rhythm. Uh, if they if they was the team to call a timeout, they they're probably one of the few teams that I see do that. Uh, I know the Lakers come out to get a point, uh, and that's not necessarily running through a Kobe. I know um, uh, San Antonio, Dallas come out of a timeout to get a basket to not what teams are doing to us because um, they can figure that out. They they play these teams probably four four or five times during the season. So I'm coming out to get a basket to get us back on track. Um, but, yeah, other than that, uh, the Celtics, man, I would say they more running gun street ball. Whoever got the ball, shoot. Whoever know your role, get under the basket, get the rebounds. Hopefully we get the rebound and, and we do it again. So yeah, I don't understand a team in the playoffs getting getting run out of the gym by twenty one points. I think if you get run out of the gym by twenty one points, you lose two games automatically. So the season, so the series shouldn't have to go that long. You can't lose by twenty one points in the playoffs. Then 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 break it on down to um, instead of eight teams, break it down to six teams. Then you have some talented teams in there, you know, winning. Well, how, how about this point? Uh, game one, you win by almost twenty, and you had a lose in the game. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, man, I don't, I don't stand that. I understand, and I want to get to the Lakers too. I want to get over there to the West, um, but I want. I also yeah, want. You don't I, go to the Lakers. You I want to do that. I want. We gonna go to the Lakers. They're not gonna beat them boys in seven. They they played. They played. See, the see, they that's what a Laker fan like would say. That was like the championship game for them. Game one. Man, you talking like crazy? Game seven in the NBA Finals for the New Orleans. Like I they, said. That is, you, you hyped yourself up, you, you know, they came in, stoked, you know, psyched up. That was like playing for the championship for them because they know they're not going to go seven games with the Lakers. That's not going to happen. 
And I feel sorry for New Orleans because the big man, uh, dude, that Jim Gray, who went down, he's probably done for the whole playoffs now. Uh, they're not going to have him. And all you got now is Omeka Okafor in there to challenge uh, Bynum and Gasol, which he got into foul trouble, and I was fouled out. Uh, no, he ended up, ended up fouling out at the end. But without Gray, who came in and got you 14 points and down your 10, 10 boards a game uh, up in there, without him, they're done. Are you done? They're done. Are you done so I can finish where we can go on? <laughs> we going to talk about the Lakers. And just because you said that don't mean we done talking about the Lakers. What I want to talk about before we go into this minute break uh, is um, the Chicago Bulls had no business losing to the Indiana Pacers. No business at all. They played a, a subpar game in the first half. They end up losing this game by two points. Uh, this is a team that might not get to the might, – not might make that second round. Not, 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 they won't get through the second round. Let's take a break. Kwame Lassie Sports with Ken from the ATM. We'll be back in two minutes. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Are you ready for an old school in-your-face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football-related topics on the program From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. You'll hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Each week, take a visit inside the locker room of your favorite sport with Dez Clark, Paul Fresh Clark, and Lester Scudder Davis as they bring you sportsmanlike conduct. As a current player, Dez Clark can bring you inside the sports world like nobody can. His co-hosts represent the fans of the sports world. With both points of view on the table, it becomes an engaging and entertaining program, to say the least. Sportsmanlike conduct can be heard Tuesdays, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Uh-huh, yeah. Welcome back to the Kwame Lasso Sports with Ken from the ATL Show. We are back, man. Ken, you, look, you, you can't, other people want to hear this. You just Nobody go, go, go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, you better say Teddy you P. You got to talk sexy on the phone with, with mostly men listening, okay? I'm not, uh, how you know mostly men women? This is, this is uh, mostly women listen to this show. I guess when you on, when you yeah, on, I guess when you on, mostly men listen. I guess when you on, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I got the, uh, the, uh, the graphic, I got this, this chart sheet say, a lot of women listen to your show. 
I'm like, well, they must be smart women. But you know when it come on, if you're a real sports fan, you know, stay tuned for the Kwame Lodge Sports Sometime, Rich. We came from the ATL show. Look, the the uh, Chicago Bulls beat the Indiana Pacers uh, 96-90. I thought they lost that game because I turned it off because they were playing sloppy. They are playing like a, a two good high school football basketball teams. Uh, Rose ended up with 36 points. Uh, he had about six assists, which he's like AI when AI first came in. You didn't bring me in here to pass the ball. But he had six assists. Boozer added uh, 16 rebounds. I think he might have had like 17 points in that game too. Uh, but they beat this team in that pace. So this is a uh, – he he had already told the next team, Rose, we'll see you in the second round because he knew he was going to get by these guys. Uh, Chicago Bulls fans will get past the first round, and this first round is the Indiana Pacers. Um but the second round is going to be a tough one because now you're going to have to play. They they good they are good on defense. Anytime you can hold a team to 90 points, you're playing some defense. And that's what Thibodeau, who's, who will probably be, is a great candidate for coach of the year or what he did to the Chicago Bulls. Now, no doubt. As, as a Chicago Bulls fan out there, not me, out there, now these guys, when they beat the Indiana Pacers in uh, five games and when they lose to the next team, don't be dis- don't don't be disappointed. This is a great season for these guys. Don't be dis- disappointed because you're so used to it. Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan, B.J. Paxson, B.J. Armstrong, all those guys, uh, Dennis Rodman for a spell. Don't be disappointed in the winning more so than anything. Don't be disappointed when these guys lose in the second round because this is a great season. They got a great thing to build on. Uh, Thibodeau, the head coach, steals the defense. He want he was gonna come in with that. They're playing great defense. They have done. So throughout the season, um, and that's going to win them a lot of football games. I mean, basketball, sorry. That's going to win them a lot of basketball games. That's going to always put them in the playoffs. They got Rose. Uh, he's their franchise. They, they bring in Boozer, who's off and on, if, if, if you agree with that. Uh, one more thing to get them over the top, they win a world championship coming out of Chicago again. Uh, but they will get past this round. Like, like Ken said, on, uh, this is a good high school game, this first round, Chicago and Indiana. Sloppy, exactly what it is. Just sloppy. I mean, just to send the sloppiness up and down the court. I mean, did you see the score at the end of the first quarter? Uh, seven, what, seventeen to, to sixteen or seventeen to fourteen? I mean, that's just pathetic. In the playoffs, first round, turnovers. You're going to be one of the top eight teams in the East Eastern Conference, and both of you guys got seventeen and fourteen, sixteen points respectively at the end of the first round. That's just pathetic. How you turn the ball over that much? And, and and Rose, Rose, that I used to last year. That was definitely his problem, but he has fixed that along with his twelve footer, his fifteen footer. He has fixed that, but you can't turn the ball over, man. These the other guys on they professional too. They gonna find a way if you turn the ball ball over to generate points from it. You just can't turn the ball over. And when you do that against a better team, uh, who will probably be the Celtics. Celtics was number two. Yeah, it'd probably be the no. They don't play the Celtics after this. Chicago yeah, they, they play the Celtics. They, uh, if they when they beat uh, the, the Celtics, yeah, the Celtics and New York one will play them. Oh well, you're not gonna be able to get you're not gonna be able to turn the ball over to the uh, Boston Celtics and expect to win game defensively or not because the Celtics is a good defensive team too. Uh, you make how much talk you want to about how old they're getting. These guys are winning games. They still have Ray Allen. They still have Rondo. They got a mixture of uh, young guys. Boston Celtics does. With the older guys and the veteran guys, and you need that. You need that chemistry uh, for those teams to uh, to get to where they are and, and and have been for so long. But let me let me say this. Oh, you got something to say about that? 
Yeah, you know, that's why everybody's still picking the Celtics versus the Lakers for the finals. You know why? Both of those teams didn't really make any major moves except for Boston Celtics who got rid of uh, Perkins. Perkins, Kitch Perkins, but brought in two big bodies in Shaq and, and uh, Jermaine O'Neal. So oh, it wasn't really that much of it, but the, the core of that offense, Allen, Burnett, Pierce, Rondo, is still intact, just like for the Lakers, still intact. Bynum, Artez, Gasol, uh, Fisher, Kobe, still intact. Now, all the rest of these teams made all these different moves and revamping their whole offense, uh, you know, or the, revamping the whole team, period. You know, this is why they're not going to make it. The Bulls, yeah, you finished number one in, 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 with overall record, yeah, but, you know, they, you don't have no time to gel yet throughout the season. You just get Boozer back, what, after Christmas? You just get him back, coming off injury. He can never stay healthy. He hasn't had time to gel with these guys yet. You bring in two uh, two other players come in, and they're starting. You know, Brew, Rodney, Brew, Rodney Brewer is one of them. And, and you know, you're not giving Kyle Corbett. You're not giving no time to jail, to mess. These guys got a mess. Lakers and Celtics, they've been playing forever. These are two championship teams that goes back when Boston Celtics first won the championship three years ago, and the Lakers won the championship the last two years. Right. They've been playing together already. These are veterans. That's why one of these two teams is going to win the, the uh, NBA championship, Lakers or Boston, but my money is going to be on the Lakers. So you discounting the uh, what the Heat is doing right now? I know the Heat playing. Uh, they they in a warm up. They practicing right now with the Seventy Sixers. Uh, but uh, but again, uh, and we talked about this. They more of a run and shoot. There's no structure over there. There's more of a a, a, a fast pick up pace basketball game that you can find down the street in Tempe somewhere. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, with three stars, with uh, two legitimate superstars, a star and Bosch. Bosch is a star, regardless of how what we say about him. Um, and a, and a bunch of role players. I'm not even calling Bibby a star. Uh, uh, Chalmers. No, these guys are role players. And then when they understand their roles, uh, if they run some type of structured offense, I think they'll be a, a better team. But here, here's, my, here's my question right here. This is the question today. And we got four minutes, probably three and a half, maybe two, the way we go. This is what a Laker fan would say. Oh, they can't beat us in seven games when they lose the first game. They don't have to beat you in seven games. Now they got to just beat you in five or six. Now, the... the the Lakers came into the playoffs limping. Now, regardless of who's on that team, Kobe Bryant, uh, Bynum, Gasol, uh, Artis, uh, Ron Artest, um, they got um, they got who's the guy who used to fight and beat up Kobe all the time? Barnes. <laughs> 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 this this is what a Laker. This this is what a Laker fan. That was That's his worst game ever as a pro. Paul Gasol is not going to let that happen again. I guarantee you. If he would have brought it, it was the coach's you know, fault. If he would have brought his twenty-some points a game, coach's fault. Rebounds a game to the table, they would have won that game. But you know, Phil Jackson had to sit him because it was just destroying his confidence. He set that you guy know, down I mean, with one, two one minutes for, eight for the team. One for eight. Yeah, it Ken. Ken, you don't sit an all-star down with two minutes and three minutes in a left in the game. He set Casal down. That was the coach's fault right there. When they couldn't switch, when they couldn't switch, and they had a a, a six footer on a what what is Casal seven one seven foot seven one that's a mistake. Do not put <laughs> one of the quickest point guards in the NBA in the NBA uh, on a seven foot slow slow Gasol. That was that was bad coaching by Phil. Phil is a master of making adjustments. He will make adjustments, and they will overcome. Uh, the, the New Orleans Hornets will win this series. I guarantee it. I give, uh, I give New Orleans one more game in New Orleans. That's it. But I think this series will be 4-2 Lakers. So a six-game series? 
But it's I, I caught it already from the beginning. Because okay. New Orleans is not no punch. And I, and I really, I'm, I'm really contemplating them giving them that second game now without Jim Gray. They're going to need that big body. They are going to need him. He was a backup, though. But they will need him to come in and spell. And when he was uh, five for five. I think he had 16 points before he went out. Uh, they will need that guy, that body, that presence in there. Um, but yeah, that was that was bad. That was bad uh, coaching on that situation. An old situation when they switched and changed, and and uh, Gasol couldn't handle him. Uh, and then he was in the one game. But the Lakers say uh, they got a they got a fix for him. Uh, and I don't know what that would be at all. I don't know how, who you gonna put. Kobe was on him a couple of times. You have to put Ron Artest on him. I, I don't know what that fix would be. You know who played great against him that I would love to see them. Uh, uh, I think Woodfield we're going to see a lot more. Uh, Shannon Brown played uh, got him pretty good because Shannon Brown they have the athleticism, they have the speed. Ah, I like with, that. I like with, that with, with, with Paul and the new guy they brought in that six five the guard uh, Trey Johnson who they picked up on a ten day contract from Toronto. He he's very fast and very physical. He's six five and he's a guard. That those two players right there bothered uh, Chris Paul. And I think we're going to see more of those hey. two guys doubling up on them. Well, we got to get out of here. But let me say this, man. I got a problem with the NBA referees. When they get, when the guys, it's an emotional game. When these guys get emotional, the referees are watching these guys. You don't have to watch these guys. They're only watching them to give them a take. You don't have, just turn away from the guy. You don't have to even look at him. Just walk. It's an emotional game. You're not playing referee. You're not playing in the game. So it's not emotional to you. You, you got to be biased uh, to, the, to the game when you're refereeing. So you, um, you're not playing, so it's not emotional to you, but these guys get emotional. These referees are watching these guys walking them down the field with these emotions and then ready to tech them. I, look, we out of time, but... Um, it's just trying to be part of the game like all the rest of the referees in other sports. Yeah, yeah. out of the player's game. Exactly, exactly. Hey, this is Kwame Lassie, and I got Ken from the ATL. Great show, Ken. Appreciate you, man. Check out the fan page. Don't forget to go to energyforce.com. Mention me and Ken's name, we might hook you up. Hey, we'll see you back next week. Peace. Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.